0: Thank you for downloading the OneChurch Podsmead podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. To find out more about life at OneChurch, visit us online at thisisonechurch.com. I just want to talk a little bit like, just about the season and, and the power of a name. Um, you know, it's, it's autumn. Some people love autumn. I don't. I'm growing on it, but like, it just feels like it's the end of a glorious summer, and then it just gets gloomy and miserable. It's wet, rainy, cold. And you know it just it's miserable outside, and it makes me feel miserable. But I'm slowly starting to appreciate it, because you know there's lots of like we went out on a, a lovely walk the other, the other week to um, a forest Beech and Hurst. did we go to Beech and Hurst? Yeah, for it and just like lovely trees and colours and like all the sounds and like I think with May and now you start to appreciate the crackle of leaves under. The, uh, so just I'm, I'm gaining fresh insights into what autumn has to offer, uh, but it's it's not on the scale of summer yet. So it's getting there. But I, I want to talk a little bit about what are you naming your season this morning? Uh, you know, because. Um, Romans Romans talks a little bit about um, if we're Christians, we believe in our in our hearts, uh, but we also confess with our mouth. Uh, so if we're God wants us to be vocal people, because uh, God is a vocal person, He wants to speak to us. He wants to have a conversation with us, but He also wants us not just to believe and sit quietly until it is time to go to be with him in heaven but he wants us to be vocal now he wants us to confess with our mouths what what is it that has convicted us what is it that has moved in us what is it that has has been a change that has been a factor that that makes us say that we are alive in Christ this morning what is what is that that makes and we need to confess that we need to verbalize that you know there's a story in Genesis chapter 2 19 And and that's about, it's about naming things. It it talks about Adam naming all the wild animals. We've got it there. He said, now the Lord God had formed out of the the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, this was its name. Whatever he named them, that's what God went with. That sounds like a, a bit of a a brave thing to do, isn't it? It's like, uh, what what can I name that? That's a dingbat. (laughs) All right, we'll go with that. We'll go with dingbat. It's just, if you think of some some creatures, Adam was quite creative, I think, with lions and things like that, but there's others that are just kind of like, yeah, that looks odd. I'm going to call it a stick insect. (laughs) I'm going to call it a snail. Yeah. Yeah. it's. I, I can imagine I've come up with some funny ones, but but you know, God just goes with it. God goes with these these random names that are coming out. And uh, and I, as I was talking to Lisa, and what what's incredible is that you know, just as an add-on, as I was talking to Lisa about the preach, and like, she she was saying, that, but how incredible that like even now. We're finding new new species of things, and we're we're, na- we're we're still naming these new species, and 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 I think that's it is that every every God reveals a little bit more of His creation through through science, through through our greater understanding of this planet and the universe. God just re- just just scrapes away another layer and reveals this whole new beautiful creation that He's made, and uh, He He says. Name it, name it. How, like, what? What is it? What? Put a name to this beautiful thing that that is that has been created. You know, but but it sounds ridiculous to name something. But the power of names is everything, uh, because naming something has power. Giving something a name has power. It's it's actually what our lives are built on. If if as a child, uh, if you spent a lot of time talking down to a child or if you if you said well that you're just stupid you're just a stupid child that child over time if that was continuous would grow to to believe that that would it would that the name that you've given that child it would grow into that and and believe that and 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 that's actually science i was at a conference the other week and they were taught they were talking how they've just matched up that actually Experiences that we can go th- through as youngsters can actually... Um, it, it was connected to our adrenaline and what our body releases as adrenaline actually can uh, have an effect on us later on because if we've been through something really traumatic, it, our bodies are constantly producing that, that, that toxins, really, that can then affect us. In, but actually, what is it that we're speaking? That actually just a simple... Name can have an effect Years and years and years later in a person name, Names are, are, are incredible things they, they hold a lot of power The Bible says that we, we've been fashioned by our name You know when we come under the name of Jesus It's to rename us as a child of God We, we just sung what, what a beautiful name What a beautiful name but when we come under Jesus, we, we, we're not just an add-on, we're not just an addition, but we are a child of God. We are a child of God. We are, we, are, we are seated with Jesus because we have him as our banner. We are a child of God. That is our name. What an incredible name. What a, what a powerful name to be called, that I am a child of God. Yeah. In light of what I've just said about trauma as a child, to declare that I am a child of God actually separates a whole lot of things that could hold me and sets me free into something brand new. Come on. No, in your name is your identity. Your identification is in your name. You know, names even build culture as well. You just have to look at uh, what happened with the slave trade and uh, slaves from Africa that were taken over to America. Given a, they were the names were taken away from them. They were given a number, and you just have to look at, at the the things that America's still going through, and the whole thing around race and 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 actually rights for black people in America, and actually how how tricky that situation is right now. That it's still an issue, but where does that root come from? That actually, the power of somebody actually saying, you're not even worth a name, we're going to give you a number, has, it builds a culture. It, it, it builds a culture either for a positive thing or in that case, negative thing. That it's, it still has rumblings that have, have really affected, because it's, it's the power of a name. It's the power that a name holds, you know, what are the names that we're aligning ourselves with? Modern names, Liam doesn't really mean a lot, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> I mean, you can go, on, you can go online and you, you can get like, this is Liam and this is like something about a sword and something about this. And, but all it, what it normally says is that Liam is the Irish version of William. So it's the Irish version of the English name William. And then it's got a whole lot of like connections to that. But actually, modern names don't mean too much. But if you read the Bible, if we look at the Bible, actually God God gives names and it actually means something. Actually, it's it's according to their identity. It's according to what God has got a promise for them or what God is going to take them through. If you get there's different names for different people, and even in the um New Testament, there's also instances of that where he switches uh, people's names. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said, this used to be your identity, but now this is who you are. This is your identity in me. Yeah. Yeah. So God God sees names as a powerful thing. God sees names to have great meaning. And God has renamed us under his name. He's fashioned us, and it is part of our identity. You know, he's a he's a relational God. It's why it's why he asks us to pray. It's why he doesn't just say just go about your daily lives and once you become a Christian, potter on and do whatever. But he says, "I, w- I want to be vocal. I want to I want to speak into your life. I want to hear what you have to say. I want I want I want to be in a, in your everyday in a conversation, not just in a." I'm going to start my day with a really complex prayer and hope that I've made that connection now. But I, I, just in conversation, God wants to speak to you. Yeah, yeah. He wants to connect with us this morning. You know, your your expression becomes your your declaration this morning. The more your expression of your faith, the more you express... Who you are in him, the more we the more we spend with him, the more we say, "God, how great you are, God like, what about this situation? What do I do in this situation the more the more we're fashioned to him, because there's that crafting, there's that there's that we're always he's always tweaking something in us, there's, he's always like setting us on a path because we we're, we're in constant communication with him, and he's, 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 he's speaking back to us. You know, if I if I if I met Lisa and, and we agreed to get married, and then we didn't talk, actually I wouldn't know her. I w- I would have just married her, and that would be it. And then we'd be two separate people, and actually it wouldn't be a marriage. It would just be something that was on paper, and and. God wants more than that. God wants that communication. God, God just doesn't want to be an add-on, a piece of paper. This is this is my identification, but He wants He wants that relationship. He wants that intimacy to know us more and and for us to trust Him and grow together and understand each other more. Yeah, you know, He holds every moment in our lives. Hebrews. Chapter 1, verse 11. There, it? The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. He you know, says he's, he's sustaining all things by his word. Every, every little detail of your life, every molecule of your being... The Bible says he is holding, he is sustaining. Every atom that is in this world, every, every small, minute thing is sustained by the power of his word. It is held by the power of his word. In Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. says, so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said, Let there be light, and there was light you know it's, it's what was really interesting about that verse when i was I was looking at it it's a, God said, Let there be light so that that indicates that God didn't create light in that instance, but before that, he he spoke before he spoke it into existence. That actually, it was it it existed in God before that. So it existed before. It was in His thoughts. he 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 understood it. He crafted it. He'd, he understood what it was, and he allowed it to happen. He he said, "Let there be light." Yeah, he didn't say, "Now I, now I invent light," but this is something that was already in God's thinking. This was something that was already in God's greatness, and that He allowed something to pass. He allowed light to come to pass. But how incredible is that? That actually, the Bible then talks about in Ephesians one to four, one verse four, uh, before the creation of the world. He's yeah, for He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless. We existed in his thinking before he even spoke the world into existence. He, he, th- he had thought it through. He, had, he, he understood it. He had thought every, every detail of our life, every molecule of our life, existed before he even said, and let there be light. Before he even said, I'm going to create this world that he's, thought, he's thinking, God's thinking of what he wanted to see. God's understanding of you and me, God's understanding of the world was thought through before, before even all these atoms and all these particles that we are came together. Because he, he, he not only said it, but he allowed it. He said, let it, let it come into existence. Let it, let it happen. You know, he's chosen us before the foundation of his world. And, and I believe that he's, he's still, he can spill, still speak stuff into existence in our lives. He's still, that, that isn't just a singular thing, but actually, right now, that he can say, let, let there be a shift in what you're going through. Let there be a movement. Let there be an allowing of something that, to happen in your life, in, in whatever situation you're going through. Let it, let, let it happen. Allow it. Let there be a move of something. You know, God. God said, "Let there be light." But what's incredible is that the Bible tells us that the sun, so what we would attribute to light, isn't created in that verse. It's it's created. It, the Bible says it, it was the sun was created. Not till three days or three units of time after. So God said, let there be light. But the sun, which we attribute to light, wasn't created until three units of time after. So what, what is that light that he's brought into existence? What is it that he's, he's allowing to happen? There isn't an understanding of the light that we're, we're thinking about and we're talking about. Uh, because that doesn't actually exist yet. That's not in existence. There's light in the world, but there isn't light, physical light, as we understood it to be sun. Uh, so what, what is the light it's not a natural light. It's, it's, it's a supernatural light of something. It's, it's, it's that light that when you give your life to Christ, when you open up your heart, when you say, God, open it. I give my heart to you. I open my heart to you. It, it's that supernatural light that come, that enters in. The same light, that, the supernatural light that brings life to us, that gives us new life. We're saying, let, let there be light. Let there be light in our newness Let there be light in our new creation this morning Let there be light in, in our situation this morning In our struggle, in our triumph Let, let there be light, not, not sunshine Let there be light of Jesus Christ That brings power, that brings authority That brings something completely transformational That doesn't just give us a suntan but actually, it, it speaks power. It speaks of something fresh. It speaks of something brand new. The, the light of heaven that got us up this morning. Not because the alarm went off, but the, the light that God has placed in us to say, I'm going to get up out of my bed. I'm going to seize this day. Because there's something, there's something, a light inside of me this morning. You know, they, the Bible talks... A little bit, the Bible gives God different names. It doesn't just refer to um, God as God, but it refers to him in different characters. So uh, one of the main names that is used in the Old Testament uh, for God is Elohim, which is, it, it kind of, it's, I suppose it sums up is that I am Liam, that is my name, but I am also a husband and a father Maya calls me her daddy. That is that is her name for me, and it's the same for it's 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 the same in the Bible. Elohim is the is the Almighty God, the God that created the universe, the, the God that has existed, that is he, that can so there's a God that maybe has created something that can feel so distant and so like. How can I even have a relationship with a person that has, has created the the earth, the 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 world, the universe? Yeah. But actually, then the Bible also talks about Abba, which is Abba, Father, yeah. Yeah. our Father, that personal, personal name that we call him. And and in the Bible, it's in the Bible, in. In our English translation of Bible, it, it just talks of God or the Lord. But in the original text, um, it actually refers to these different names. So it doesn't just give God a name, but actually when it's in the context of the verse, it talks about when it's talking about Elohim, the, the magnificent creator. And actually when it's talking about God, our Father, the 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 God that loves us, the God that wants a relationship with us. But the thing I want to focus on this morning... Is a, it also talks about different characters and different? The, the, it gives name to the different characters of God, um, and I just I just really felt that I was preparing this. That actually, this is in this moment. There, there is, there is. Well, actually, we need to see the the significance of, of the power of naming something, and that situ- in our situations, that actually God has a name in our situation. God has a name, uh, and it, it's that characteristic of God that actually we need to plug plug into, we need to pull out. It's not just... Elohim the almighty creator But actually what is it What is our specific need That we need God's character to come through in You know it talks about Jehovah Jireh That God our provider That if you're you're In a tricky, if you need God to provide you For something Financially or something else It is, Jireh that you, it is Jehovah Jireh, that, yeah. the providing God, his characteristic that he, he wants to provide for you. He wants to give you your every need. He wants to give you everything that he has created you for because he is a loving God and he's a providing God. Yeah. Yeah. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals, the Lord that brings healing. Yeah. The God, that the characteristic of God that says Jesus has died on the cross so that we don't need to have sin we can be free from sin but also our bodies can be made whole god i need, i need your your rafa i need i need i need a healing i need i need i need to be a new body not just in my mind but in my physical body, I, n- I need something that is going to transform. I need a healing God, Jehovah Nissi, God our banner, or or God our triumph. That He is our in triumphant times. He is He is our triumph. That He is our banner that we hold on in in times of struggle, in times of uh, insecurity, in times of feeling like we don't deserve something. He's our banner. He's our triumph He is, he is the, the, the God that wants to see us win. He wa- he's the God that wants to see us win in every situation that He's placed us in, to be triumphant and not just not just submit and not just pass through, but He wants us to, to triumph in everything that He has for us. Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Is it peace that we need this morning? Characteristic of God that, is, that brings peace. His name is Peace. Jehovah Ra. Ra. Our, our shepherd. Do you need guiding this morning? Have you got a little bit lost? Do we need shepherding in a little bit? Bring it into the flock? Bring it into the family? Have we? Have we drifted in what we, what our own, our own understanding and our own, our own thoughts and our own desires? Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness, He is our righteousness, and Jehovah Shammah, our light, God, our light. You know, it's just. This isn't in my notes, but was, as we were worshipping before, I, I, just, it's, I just I was just, was got a picture of what is, is it called, the million pound drop. So I, I don't know if you've seen the TV programme, million pound drop. So you st- these contestants start off with a million pounds and they've got to go through a series of questions, I don't know, at least something like 10 or 15 questions. And they, they have, it's multiple choice, so they have four options every question. And they've got to, the way they answer the question is, They've got to split their money in what they. So, if they're really certain, they'll put all um, the million pounds on one thing, on one, one panel. If they're not too sure, they can split it, like they can split it four ways, they can split it between two if they think it's one or the other. Um, and as you progress through the questions, obviously the money depletes and depletes because they say, oh, it might be that, or it might be that, or it might be that as well. So, they. And slowly, and the idea is that. The more correct answers that you get through and the more certain you are, the more money you end up with winning. And I just I just had an image of that and and just I could see like money on different piles of money on the different panels, because once it's the way it happens is you put the money on and if whatever is right stays and then the wrong ones drop and the money obviously you lose the money, just in case you'd not call the TV show. But um The image that I got was uh, that actually there was, there was piles of money on, on four different panels and I felt God saying that actually this is it's actually a lordship thing that we're talking about this morning it's actually what is the name that I'm given a situation and do I have the the faith? Do I have the courage? Do I have the boldness to say God, you are Lord of my life. And when I say that, I mean that I'm putting the million pounds on one panel every single time. I'm putting it on one panel. I'm not not putting the majority of it there and maybe putting a a few pounds on the other ones just in case. But every area of my life, I am making... God, the Lord of the Lord of everything, the the Lord of of my marriage, the Lord of my job, the Lord of my thought, the Lord of every every area of my life. I'm I'm surrendering control, and that's that's what it is. Is is that it's that surrendering control of of lordship. Is that I'm I'm giving up the control that I have and giving it to you, God, and in that I am naming that you you can provide for me that you are my healer that you you are my peace that you are my shepherd that i can't shepherd my own life i need you god to hold over it and shepherd me god what is the name that we're giving because the the name has a power the name is powerful there is power in the name you know the um I'm using a lot of television shows. You can tell. You can tell. But I, I, has anybody watched Bear Grylls? Like you know Bear Grylls, like this a, a, amazing guy, like jumps out of like planes and. Climbs up Everest, like, multiple times But, like, he's most recent in, like, going into the wilderness And, like, taking... He's, he's doing a lot of celebrity stuff now So he takes celebrities out in the wilderness But there's also this other thing called Celeb- Bear Grylls Celebrity Island So basically, the the concept of the TV programme is that he, he's Andy's he's judging, he's saying, like You just watch so much trashy television, Liam <laughs> Yes, yes, I do, and... If I could get that time back of my life I would happily do so but <laughs> I'm just stuck with it I'm stuck with it I'm stuck with trashy television but the the concept of this TV program is that it, it takes celebrities and like it, it's, the idea is that it's it's a little bit kind of like because there's a a normal person version and then there's a celebrity version of us and it likes to take take the mick out of that a little bit in the they pick people that you would not connect a desert island and that person's celebrity lifestyle to. Um, and and they're stuck on this this desert island and they've got to kind of craft like their own shelter and they've got to find the food. And it's got a week in or a couple of weeks in, and they've they've not They've not been successful in fishing. They've not been successful in eating enough food. So basically, the camp is starving. And if you've watched this show, that all of a sudden there's there's an, al- an animal that just appears on the island. All of a sudden, this like gleaming pig appears on the <laughs> island. I mean, they've never seen the pig before. So uh, I don't know how the pig got there. I would say the production crew probably dropped it off on the island, and he's thinking, "Where am I? I'm on sand." But they they find the, the, a pig stumbles across their camp, and so they 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 capture this pig. Um, Bearing in mind that they're starving, and, uh, but one of the guys is, uh, is, a, is a vegetarian, he, so he doesn't eat meat. So he convinces the cat, even though they're starving, convinces them that we can't kill this pig. And so they make the pig a pet. And they call, they call the pig Colin, I think it's Colin. So they give him a name. They give the pig a name so that even though they're starving and that they could really do with some sort of meat to eat, they they don't kill. They they make the pig the pet because it's this cute little pig. And what happens is though the, the the it was it was I think it was like causing havoc. So it was eating like the bedding and it was it was eating other things. And so they decide to tie it up to keep it on a lead. Tragically, what happens is the pig kills itself. It strangles itself on what they've on what they've uh, on on what they've uh, the, what they've tied it up to to keep it from destroying the camp. But then instead, but then they, because they've given it a name, because it's it is now a pet and not a source of food, it's it's Colin rather than Bacon. It's. <laughs> They decide to they decide to i think they either bury it or they they say it they put it on a boat and set fire to it and sail it out or something like that they They give it a burial instead of eating it, but that is that is the power that a name holds, and that you could be starving and you we haven't we could have a need right now we could be really desperate for something, but if we 're not named it the correct season we could end up in a whole just by being by giving something a name we've switched our response to it we've switched what we decide to do with it and i think that's what the situa- that's what, where we get stuck a little bit in that myself included we go through a situation we go through a moment and instead of instead of giving the name the situation a god name we name it for what it is we describe our situation we describe god i don't feel this is i'm going through a terrible situation right now that we we end up describing things that we're going through and which i don't want to take away from the pain that actually that that has that and the difficulty that that is But I believe God God wants us that instead of just describing our scenario, instead of describing what we're going through, that what we should be doing is aligning ourselves and the situation to God and to the name that He gives it. And we should rename the situation, what we think we're going through, to what God has to say about that to what God declares over that, to the, the truth, the power of the word that is over that. That I might be going through a difficult time. I might be going through a difficult circumstance. And I don't know how long it's going to last. But I know that God has, has seen, seen where it's taking me. God has seen, has seen the pain. He's understood the pain. But He also knows the healing that I've got to go through, he knows. He knows where I'm going. He knows what he's designed for me. He knows the promise that he has for me, and he he declares something different than what I declare over it. He declares it a different season. He declares it not a miserable autumn, but look at that glorious creation. Look at the glory that that is outside in those in those woods in those leaves. He he sees those glimmers that say, I just want you to grab onto that. I just want you to grasp something that I'm bringing you through, that I'm taking you through. It's about renaming our situations. And I don't say that not to take away how painful and how difficult that could be. But I know that I can't I can't fix it myself, I can't fix it by just having th- my own thoughts on that but I need a God perspective to name it and know that something else is in control of it That is it's something beyond my control and I'm giving my control of it over to the God that knows everything the, the God that created me and knew the situations that i was going to go through before he even created the world that we live on it's about aligning ourselves to his word to his the names that he gives it and understand the power of that you know this morning I, well this this morning i think every week that actually when we come face to face with god actually it's about It's about moving from what is mystery. It's about moving from what is is something that I don't understand and moving to a place of intimacy with God. That mystery of, I can't describe this situation, but I know essentially I need to be intimate with my Creator. I need to be intimate with my God. Church, why don't you just stand to your feet? We're just going to sing we're just going to sing some worship this morning just to finish off and and just let that be your response I don't know what situation you need to rename maybe what God's saying to you this morning but as we sing now as as we declare God's greatness just maybe God this is my response to you that I need to take this situation I need to give it a different name let's worship together church